once again back once again back once again back once again back once again with a I'm Scott. This is the Wisdom in All Things podcast, a journey that is designed to help you integrate wisdom into all areas of your life. In this episode, I ask the question, find the work you love or love the work you find? Things are not always what they will be. I've needed to keep that in mind, especially early on in my career. I have a degree in aviation, ended up in radio. Yeah, that's a long story. But Leo Ann Huska has a quote. He says, we often repeat the exciting points of our stories. Moses rising against Pharaoh, Jesus healing the lame and raising the dead, rather than the years of preparation or confusion that preceded them. So for some of us, it begs the question, pursuit or patience? Finding the work we love can sometimes feel like the impossible dream, probably because we're not sure what to dream. Did you dream of being where you are right now? It seems more likely that the work finds us, whether one day you're calling out a Pharaoh or seamlessly continuing on in the family business or getting a degree in one field, but making your living in another, if I do say so myself. Then, of course, there are the TED Talks, like uh, the one I I linked to in the uh, blog post for this article at uh, wisdominallthings.com, that uh, intends to be very motivational. But in the end, you have the tendency to make us feel like we're missing out if we're not pursuing or finding our dream job. The idea of pursuing our dream job or career versus being patient to see how things develop is probably a necessary tension. But when considering where we should be headed, we shouldn't automatically discount where we are right now. This question of finding the work we love or loving the work we find has prompted a couple of questions to ponder. Is the reason so many are reported as being unhappy with their job because they've not received or understand what they've been called to? Secondly, should we pursue our dream job or do we receive a calling that may lead us in directions and to places we wouldn't have otherwise chose for ourselves? It seems reasonable that we should intend to work towards something, but I find it difficult to strike a balance between being patient and being in a pursuit. To prevent myself from heading off into something I I might regret later, I tend to err on the side of patience, that God would eventually lead me to what it is I should be doing. So here's a couple of thoughts on the right way to handle our work. Regardless of where you're at on the spectrum of finding the work you love or loving the work you find, I came across an article from Marshall Siegel that helps establish the right perspective we should have on our work. He's got several things to offer. First, aspire to make much of God. It says in 1 Corinthians 10.31, whatever you eat, drink, whatever you do, do all the, to the glory of God. So whatever you do, privately, publicly, recreationally, vocationally, Sunday and on Monday, God's greatest work in the world is to make himself look exceedingly great in the eyes of people everywhere through you. Aspire, secondly, aspire to do God's work. Your work is God's work because you cannot do it without him. Nothing, vocationally or otherwise, will please God if it is not done in faith. That is actively trusting and treasuring Jesus. Third, aspire to find your joy in God, not money. No one can love God in money or success or recognition or perfectionism or promotion. It's not that it's bad advice for our health. It's just impossible, Marshall says. Aspire to confound the world. Marshall says, will you work in a way that conforms to this world or in a way that confounds it? Spirit-filled followers of Jesus are to be distinctly, noticeably different from people who do not know the Lord or love the Lord. Next, aspire to provide for your family. We serve a providing God, he says. We image his providing love for us when we provide for those entrusted to us. 
Practices like planning and budgeting and saving are not faithless acts. In fact, that kind of stewardship will glorify God greatly when they're done in love for Him and your family. Next, aspire to overflow to others. For the glory of God, you should aspire to provide for yourselves, but it shouldn't end there. God has much more in mind for your money than simply your family's food or rent and gasoline, that kind of thing. No godly work isn't merely concerned with me. So whatever you do, in whatever industry, it should meet the needs of others. 7. Aspire to build and protect the church. God saves the world through the church, Ephesians 3.10. It's his only means of carrying the message of the gospel to the workplaces and peoples around the world. And our victory through the church is sure, Matthew 16.18. So no true investment there will ever be in vain, Marshall says. And lastly, aspire to work for what lasts. Have in mind that this life is short and everything not done for Christ will be in vain. Defy the deceitful notion that we have to build up and acquire here. I link to a couple of articles that you can look at a little bit further if you look up this blog post at wisdominallthings.com. But these aspirations may help you find the right perspective on finding the work you love or just loving the work that you found. If you'd like these episodes sent to you, I just need your email address. Sign up at wisdominallthings.com. And I've also started a couple of helpful lists on wisdom if you'd want to dig into that a little bit further. You can find those and more episodes. It's all at wisdominallthings.com.